0: gonna need a bigger boat. No, I am your father. I'm gonna make him an offer, can't Life was like a box of chocolates.
1: Wax on, wax off. I see dead. Here's Johnny. a lie. You can't handle the truth. Good morning, dinner. Frankly, my dear,
0: I don't give a damn. Get away from it.
2: Hi and welcome to Cinematic Leap, a movie podcast where we apply six degrees of Kevin Bacon-style process to select our next movie. Each week we'll watch a movie, provide our review, then take a cinematic leap by selecting an actor, director, crew member within this pod's movie to choose our next movie. As always, I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Michael Thompson. You're going to need a bigger boat. And glenn
1: Grading. Want to get drunk, Full around? Uh, that's not very <laughs> appropriate. Sorry, I should have worked harder on that quote. Yeah, that's a little good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's unexpected, though. glenn
0: yeah, sounds good. Oh boy!
2: Oh boy! Gentlemen, how are we? Not too
0: bad. I've just realised that um funny, like, you know, I can't use that, you're going to need a bigger boat for the quote in the thing because it's already in the intro it's, it's for the It's the first
2: one. He's yeah. The, yeah. He's the number so, one quote on our... Oh, that's um,
0: awkward. Our <laughs> mm, that's right. Just, there's,
2: there's other quotes in there. He's to swim with bow legged women, Michael.
0: Yeah, I, I heard that line. I'm just going... What does that mean? Oh, there was one that's... Um, <laughs> Who knows? I, I Google it. There was
1: one Google where it. they're talking about all the kids in the water or something going, "Ah, oh, they're all going to die. <laughs> There's that <laughs> quote. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Um, You know, it was uh, basically something about morally ambiguous women or, you know, loose women, yes. to use a
2: terrible 70s phrase or oh, earlier wow. than 70s.
0: Yeah,
2: well, I don't, I don't think... Look, let's be honest. I think... Quint would be probably watching Sky News. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, Hell, and then some. And Fox News, and he probably would have things. actually raided the Capitol <laughs> <laughs> he <probably laughs> if he could be bothered to get off his boat. <laughs> so this is it, boys. The last one of season two, last episode. I don't know whether to mm. be happy or sad. Um, excited because we go into. Another season of Cinematic Leap. We do. We do. I'm happy because we finally get to do one of my top three movies, so that was, yeah. that's exciting. A couple of hops to get here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was was the first of your trilogy? Uh, the Fugitive, mm-hmm. which I which I enjoyed. I know you two didn't as much. And then the we went Goonies. to The Goonies. And it's funny. I, I, look, I probably could have argued my point to get to Godfather first, but I think... I'm happy. I reckon we'll get to that at some stage. The Godfather. Mm. I'll make sure we do. But um, I was happy to go to the Goonies. It's that was a good fun ride, and I, I think we all enjoyed it. Hopefully, we it all did. Enjoyed I it. did. It was great.
1: I enjoyed seeing two movies that are classics that I should have seen forty years ago, um, that I hadn't seen yet. So <laughs> that was
0: good. You would have been. You would have been like three years old, Glenn, or four years old. <laughs> Five, five years old, four yeah, years ago. exactly.
1: That's when I should have watched this. I mean, Jaws, probably not that <laughs> <laughs> Nah, would have been good. No? I was watching, yeah. yeah.
2: Goonies, I, absolutely. Yeah. We won't go We won't go too much into the stats. We'll do that at the season wrap-up. But also, I'm actually surprised looking at the average rating of the movies this time compared to last time. They're actually a lot closer than what I expected. Mm. So, mm. Yeah. But anyway, excellent. We digress. We're gonna, uh, we're
1: gonna so, I was gonna say we're gonna yeah. need a bigger drop box. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we might.
2: <laughs> well
1: played.
2: Uh, yes, we might. So yes, tonight we are doing the final of My Trident. It is the final episode of season two, and it is Jaws, which is a nineteen seventy five thriller film directed by Steven Spielberg. It's based mm. on the nineteen seventy four book by Peter Benchley mm. of the same name. Mm. And it's the mm-hmm. first of four mm-hmm. sequels. <laughs> Only one of those is actually worth watching, which is Jaws 2. The other two are generally considered, and I would agree, as garbage. Well, I mean, Uh, how does the shark come back? Can I I
1: give a spoiler here? Oh, well, Michael just did. Sorry.
2: What's that? <laughs> I'll go to the chase
1: again. <laughs> uh, usually we say there's going to be spoilers a bit later, but uh, Michael's already said the ending. So. Um, I, was I don't want to throw it out there. I'll go, Glenn. Okay, I was just going to say, because I haven't watched this before and I was watching it and I was just sitting back going, oh, I know what happens because there's a Jaws 2 and he's in, in the poster and the shark's there too, so he'll be fine. He'll get away. But then he blows <laughs> up and I was like, oh, it's like Child's Play style. like He comes back you know, somehow, some crazy, crazy way he comes back. Hmm.
2: No. We'll I don't know how it works, whether it's a relation or whether <laughs> it's a rogue shark. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um anyway, Jaws 2, not a bad film. Do they blow up uh, the shark in Jaws 2? No. It's scary when,
1: um, spo- when they, they won't give you spoilers.
0: Away. I mean, it's been forty eight years since Jaws. So I mean, if you haven't watched the end by now, you it's probably a bit too late. Spoilers are coming, kids.
2: Well, that's true, and but you don't know the end of Jaws too, so I'm not going. to... I'm just, really, no. just going to Google it.
1: Another spoiler is uh, <laughs> it gets much scarier when they're ca- caught up in the tornado, and <laughs> mm. oh,
0: and when it grows up, like it's not just a kid anymore, but it grows up to like you know the Meg. <laughs>
2: oh dear me!
0: All right, and, like, and I guess it's interesting, and we might get to, but like there's there's Jaws, and then of course like from there, there's all these other different kind of um, creature attack kind of
2: films. Yeah. And um, look, this this I think well, I don't know, I don't know if this would have started. There would have been probably some weird like alien movies and things like that that probably oh, came stacks. out or Creature from the Black uh, Lagoon. That's like surely the sport of like, you know, A yeah, lot of creature films.
1: This was the first blockbuster or something though, wasn't it? Like the big summer the blockbuster. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: This was the first summer blockbuster and there's some ridiculous stats. Sixty seven we'll we'll...
0: million people. No, we will as we'll do it now. Sixty seven million people saw it that summer.
2: Yeah. Avoiding the beach. <laughs> yeah, we. It comes actually, think, and that's before the, they watched the film. It did. People, this this scared the living shit out of people and stopped people going to the beach. Um, and actually gave people genuine phobias of sharks in the ocean,
0: mm. and like it was- started them hunting sharks, which is like you know we'll talk about the jaws effect later.
2: Well, yes, yes, it hasn't probably had the most uh, overly great effect on on sharks. Interesting, I did see a stat. ABC aired this movie for the first time in 1979, so on, on TV. It had 57% of the total TV audience when it was on, which is something, if you want to put it into now modern day, it's like three Super Bowls. Mm, I haven't watched any Super Bowls. Well, you, know, well, you don't <laughs> live in America, Michael, but yeah, and you're not a big sportsman, but yeah, yeah. it's a <laughs> phenomenal stat to think that so much. That this movie was so big, and interestingly, it was where a lot of movies were put out. A nothing was ever put out at the summertime, and this yeah. was, which was which was big in itself. It was based, and apparently, I think it was put out basically to fall in line with no. the book coming out on. Um, Twas not
0: Scott. No, it was it was um, production overrun, so they basically fell behind in the shooting schedule, um, and so they missed the Christmas period films. Ah.
2: And so, you know, they put it in the July. Because okay. um, it did actually, tri- it, it did come out at the same time as the book came out on um, soft copy or what do you call it? Paperback. Not soft Paperback. Thanks, Glenn. I knew I should have referred or, to Or memory. was it Ebook. <laughs> no, probably not ebook <laughs> at that stage. So, and apparently like it was, like usually movies that get put into 150 theatres at one time. This got put into 450 at straight away Mm. and they actually wanted to put it into 800 and this is where this movie continually comes in where luck plays a lot of luck or good decisions really made this movie what it was like a it went to summer which worked would have worked out perfectly when you think of the where it's set what it's about Mm. it it, they wanted to put it into like 850 theaters and the bloke said no 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 let's just do 450 so we're going to Absolutely flood it, but not too much. So people will still have to drive. It'll still be an event to go. And mm. it's all these little things that this movie – The for most famously, the, the thing about this movie is that the shark didn't actually work, which, funnily enough, if you put something mechanical into salt water, things are going to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they actually filmed this on the ocean. They could have done it in a sand studio, like in a, a, a pool at, in Hollywood, but they said, no, no, we're going to do this on – the ocean, and yeah, didn't it? probably and a took like, budget, and filming took like four or five months. It was yeah. renowned; it was actually known as flaws by a <laughs> lot of the uh, people that worked on it. Such was the problems they had. Ah, well, they're wrong, aren't they? Well, I did all right in the end, which yeah. we'll get to in a second. Mm. Uh, this movie stars Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfus, Co-stars Lorraine Gray and Murray Hamilton, and then a host of actual people that lived there. Carl Gottlieb, I think, also wrote it. He was in it, but um, yeah they the. Let's be honest. They're the main cast. There wasn't a lot of other people in this movie. No. Had a budget of nine million, which yeah, would have you been go. a lot of money in yeah. 1975. How well, much do you reckon sh- it made? I oh, look, I can. I saw the thing, but
0: overall, I don't know. But the each shark was worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So there's
2: almost a ninth of the budget mm. on the sharks. <laughs> um, right, give me a guess. How much do you reckon it made? Now I don't know if this is in that summer for now. Yeah. I when it was on its release, I assume well, ask that's because I, I know I know the number. At Please. least,
1: at least a few people saw it. How
2: many? <laughs> How? What? What do you reckon the budget this thing would have made?
1: Well, it was based not off it had a budget
2: of nine. What do you reckon it made? 80 dollars. I thought you meant nine. Is that the life of the film? I don't know. I'd, that's just off Wikipedia, so I can't. Um, I can't confirm. I would, but you know, if it was put in so many cinemas and it was like it was continually played, I think it was still in cinemas like after. It, was, like, it became the first film
0: to gross over a hundred million of theatrical rentals. Um,
2: so that might have been even a really early kind of period. So yeah, it was the highest grossing film up until I think Star Wars. Mm. Um, look, generally well received. This movie got great reviews across the board. Uh, some people didn't like it. Um, one person did critique that it shouldn't be a PG rating, which, when you think, which I know they had less ratings at that stage, but if you think that this movie was rated PG, so in other words, parental guidance, so you could mm-hmm. be effectively a, a ten or twelve year old.
1: Well, I could uh, watch it when could, I was five. <coughs> I, I, <laughs> I'll let out a secret. I, re-
2: I reckon I let um, my daughter Jada watch this at about eleven. So, <laughs> but it's a classic, so you're allowed to do that. Oh, uh, so IMDb yeah. rating of eight point one. Metacritic seventy. Uh, sorry, 87 out of 100 with a user score of 8.6. Uh, and Rotten Tomatoes has a, a 90% audience score. Wow. That's actually mm. quite high. It won three Academy Awards in the 1975 Academy Awards for Best Film Editing, Best Original Dramatic Score and Best Sound. Uh, it was also nominated for Best Film but lost to One Flew Over The Cuckoo's Nest, mm. which wasn't a bad film. And uh, guess, oh, were we gonna sorry, there you go.
0: We're we going to talk about uh, Our Man. John?
2: Well, John did all right. He won He won a Grammy out of this, a BAFTA and a Golden Globe. Um, Steven Spielberg didn't get nominated for Best Director for this film, which was a surprise, uh, although it was a pretty stacked field. Milos Forman won it with Robert Altman, uh, Federico Fellini, Sidney Lumet and Stanley Kubrick all featuring as well. Uh, and none of the actors were nominated, which I think is a surprise.
1: Yeah, uh, the recently a shark should have been nominated I was gonna leave the shark can can I, I leave you know the shark and uh, we go to jaws 2?
2: happily <laughs> Although that shark <laughs> did so I don't know how that works um <laughs> it has been selected for preservation in the national Film registry recognizing it as a landmark horror film and the first summer movie um yeah which i think, and we've discussed all of that uh obviously I chose the leaper which was Steven Spielberg uh, mm-hmm. And it was specifically to get to this movie because I do love this movie. Yeah, um, Glenn, had you seen this?
1: No, I hadn't seen this.
2: Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think Michael, I,
1: had I you that. seen this?
0: <laughs> um, I'd seen lots of bits and pieces. I'd, probably, um, I probably, yeah, like there were a bit, lots of it was familiar. Um, there wasn't a lot that I felt that I hadn't seen. I, I'm going to probably go with a yes.
2: Yeah. I mean it's on TV all the time and stuff like that.
0: Um John Williams actually did win the Oscar for Jaws as well.
2: Yeah, they won it for is it best mm. yeah, best, best Original School. Mm. Um so your thoughts, Michael, when I chose this? I guess you Yeah,
0: yeah all right. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: <laughs> um
0: Yeah, I was like you know, I was like, all right, let's yeah, let's watch this. Although it's been been a couple of weeks since we've been together. At no stage was I going, Oh shit, I need to watch that. I need to get onto that right away. I'm excited for it. It was like I think I put it off a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Glenn, what were your thoughts?
1: I was excited to watch it. Yeah. Oh. Um sorry, I thought I was on mute, but I'm not. Um yeah, I was excited to watch it. Um, but I didn't want to watch it till we were about to record so I could have it fresh. So I just literally finished it half an hour ago. Yeah. Um Yeah, and it's one of those films where people always say, What you haven't seen Jaws? And now I now I don't have it anymore to say that so yeah uh, it's one of those films that everyone's seen you'd, you'd think and so when I say I haven't seen it people are always shocked and i got to think of a yeah. new film I haven't seen now that everyone else has seen <laughs> Godfather no I've seen all it all of oh, that's, <laughs> oh,
2: that's Marvel you which is a disgrace Marvel, for a film <laughs> for a film teacher it's Odd that, or media teaching. Okay, it's odd that
0: you haven't seen. Yeah, you know, Pete one of the Kelly's, greatest movies.
2: Peter's ever. pointed this out to me a number of times. So. The uh, believe-
1: oh, sorry, this is off track slightly, but Godfather. That's one. Of the, that's one I hadn't seen for a long, long time. And then 2020, and we were all locked down, and I, we all couldn't go out. And I thought, you know what? This is a chance to watch the Godfather movies. I just thought I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch these movies. I haven't watched them. See, um, if, I, if
0: I had that chance again, it'd be The Lord of the Rings, easily extended editions, probably with the Hobbit, like all. Oh, six films.
1: I'd seen those, but I hadn't seen The Godfather, so it was my opportunity. So I watched one and two, and then I I didn't get to three in the end. Um, Just not keen for it, though. Uh, don't worry about mm. three. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, look,
2: it's if if three was released, I reckon by itself, it probably wouldn't have been a bad movie. But when you're back off, when you're off the back of you know, two of the best movies of all time, it it did suffer. Marvel. Um, well, throw to the trailer. This
0: sharp. He's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes like a doll's eyes.
1: You're gonna need a bigger boat.
2: Uh, obviously, I will do the synopsis. Um, there will be mm-hmm. spoilers, people. I mean, We've uh, already spoiled odds. most of it. Well, we have. We've already spoken about a chunk of it. Yeah. And I obviously, a bit of a secret to podcasting, we do put the, usually put the trailer in at post, but listen to the trailer. The trailer's awesome, which everyone who's listening to this would have already listened to it. That's a stupid statement. But Mark and Glenn, <laughs> listen to the trailer. It's actually a really good trailer. Uh, all right, I have the summary to do. Today and we are taking this off Wikipedia. In the New England New England beach town of Amity Island, a young woman goes for a late night ocean swim during a beach party. While treading water, an unseen force attacks her and pulls her underwater. Her partial remains are found washed up on the beach the next morning. After medical medical examiner concludes it was a shark attack, newly hired Chile uh, police chief Martin Brody closes the beaches. Mayor Larry Vaughan persuades him to reconsider, fearing the town's summer economy will suffer. The coroner, apparently under pressure, now concurs with the mayor's theory that it was a boating accident. Brody reluctantly accepts their conclusion. Yes, I mate. Mean,
0: just like where's this man's integrity? <laughs> <laughs> the coroner, oh. it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, it's definitely propellers. It's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> Like you literally just said it was a shark. Yeah, and and like um, he gets the body out later, like you know. As, as you'll talk about yeah. And it's like It's in a bucket It's in a bucket It's in like a dish bucket It's barely anything left yeah. and, and like you hear the autopsy And it's like Dude What uh... the fuck so, oh, Sorry, it's got to keep going No, no, you're <laughs> right
2: uh, Yeah, so the, the corridor apparently under pressure Now concurs with the mayor's theory That it was a boating accident Brody reluctantly accepts their conclusion Until soon after a young boy, Alex Kintner Is killed at a crowded beach a bounty is placed on the shark, causing an amateur shark hunting frenzy. Quint, an eccentric and rough, roughened local shark hunter, we'll his, a fisherman now. Wow, well, yeah, <laughs> offers, <laughs> offers his services for ten thousand. Meanwhile, consulting oceanographer Matt Hooper examines the girl's remains, confirming that an abnormally shark killed her. Thoughts so far: We're about probably twenty odd minutes. 25
1: minutes into the movie um i'll just i'll start um, by just saying that opening sequence i could identify with that guy on the beach who was like following the girl and he's like oh i'm coming i'm coming and he's trying to get his clothes off and he's just like half drunk and i was like man i'd be i'd so be that guy i'd just be falling down and falling asleep <laughs> probably trying to get my wet pants off and i'm laying and, and he's just laying there like his passes out on the beach <laughs> and i was yeah. like oh yeah. man this is very relatable <laughs>
0: Lady, let's just lay in the sand. Like you don't have to go swimming. <laughs>
2: yeah, Where are we going? Is- we're going
0: swimming. No, and swimming, oh and swimming while you're drunk. We know that's reckless. Reckless uh, people. Very, very much. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd,
2: yeah. Reminded me we'll of a talk time about in
1: Queensland when I went swimming with these random people that we met. Uh, I believe you were there, Michael. Mm, yes. Yeah, That was fun.
2: No shark attacks.
1: No. Well, they never. Came I don't think These so. girls. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They did. One of them ended up sleeping in the bunk above me with the brother. good oh, really? story. We won't go into it further. We're not.
1: And the other thing about this this part, I was like, the chief, I was like, he's got a pretty good job, this little town. And like, oh, the, you know, issues are kids, you know, karate and picket fences. And, you know, I was <laughs> like, man, if that's the worst of this town, and he's got a pretty good, nice little job going here. And. Seem hey, to have I a mean, pretty laid back lifestyle and then all of a sudden there's a shark and maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: there's never been a murder in Amity, is what they <laughs> yeah. say. But so. there's deaths, like you know, he's clearly
0: dealing with a like a shark death. Um surely well, there's clearly like, a lot of boating accidents because they <laughs> seem to claim <laughs> yeah, yeah, ah, it's, it's I'm just a accident. Accident. It happens all the time. Yeah, this has
2: happened before. Um hmm, I think you're making that up, man. <laughs> I do like this. This movie just gets does get straight into it. Like we get the two like two first kills in the first fifteen minutes. Like there's no there's no mucking around, no beg your buns. It's we're pretty much straight into it, which I enjoyed. Um, I thought it yeah it got straight, we didn't muck around and we'll talk about that later on.
0: Mm. Uh,
2: when local fishermen catch a tiger shark, the mayor proclaims the beaches are safe. Mrs. Kintner confronts Brody and blames him for her son's death. A sceptical Hooper dissects the tiger shark and, finding no human remains inside its stomach, determines a larger shark killed the victims. While searching the night waters in Hooper's Hooper's boat, Hooper and Brody find a half-sunken vessel underwater. Hooper removes a sizable great white shark tooth from the boat's hull, but accidentally drops it after discovering human remains. Vaughan dismisses Brody and Hooper's assertions that a huge great white shark caused the deaths and refuses to close the beaches, allowing only increased safety precautions. On the 4th of July weekend, sorry. On the 4th of July weekend, tourists pack the beaches. Following a juvenile prank with a fake shark fin, the real shark enters a nearby lagoon, killing a boater. Brody then convinces a guilt ridden Vaughn to immediately hire Quint. Jeez, I mean, it's like
0: poor Brody has taken the slap is essentially Larry's kind of like you know greed, isn't that kind of doesn't that kind of you know, oh, that irked me somewhat. It's like yeah, you know, slap Brody who's like you know trying to do the right thing the whole time, and there's this you know the the mayor like you know kind of going now nah, I got to keep it open, got to keep it open, and then he has the goal to say my kids were on that beach too. He's like yeah, but my kid was in the pond, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's your kid right. or my kid almost you know he's in yeah. shock. He's here because he's in shock.
1: And Might I've told you multiple shoot. times we should
0: have <laughs> shut
2: this place down.
0: Yeah, and no stage does he go. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mrs. Um, Kittner, Like you know, I actually wanted to close the beach, but this guy, um, actually wanted to keep it open. So, yeah, maybe but, go slap that guy.
1: But the thing, he did have a good. I loved his jacket with the anchors. That was an awesome little <laughs> yeah, jacket. What?
2: <laughs> the mayors, It was interesting, wasn't like it?
1: A, like a suit uh, jacket with anchors on it. And I was like,
2: I did not clock that.
1: I want it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so interestingly, Mrs. Kintner, who I don't think is a formal actor, actress, I think she's actually um, was just someone that was staying at Martha's Vineyard at the time. She to jump on your trivia later, Michael. She actually couldn't work out how to slap. Um, Roy like shows in this scene. <laughs> so she actually slapped him every single time. Yeah, properly, and they took 17 takes and he said it was Ooh. the most painful experience he's had whilst acting.
0: Wow. And like it kind of looks like it's half uh, she's got a half closed fist as well. Mm. It's like yeah, she gave it to him.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just be, um, do one and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so now we're off the now we're onto the boat. Despite tension between Quint and Hooper, they set out with Brody on Quint's boat to hunt the shark. As Brody lays down a chum line, the shark suddenly appears behind the boat. Quint, estimating it's 25 foot, which is 7.6 metres here in Australia, long, and weighs three tonnes, harpoons it with a line attached to a flotation barrel. But the shark pulls the barrel underwater and disappears, despite us being told multiple times that by Quint that it will never pull it under. It's impossible. It's impossible. Can't do it. At nightfall, Quint and Hooper drunkenly exchange stories about their assorted body scars. One of Quint's is a removed tattoo and he reveals that he survived the attack on the USS Indianapolis. The shark returns unexpectedly, ramming the boat's hull and disabling the power. The men work through the night repairing the engine. In the morning, Brody attempts to call the Coast Guard, but Quint, obsessed with killing the shark without outside assistance, smashes the radio. After a long chase, Quint harpoons the shark with another barrel. The line is tied to the stern cleats but the shark drags the boat backwards swamping the deck and flooding the engine compartment Quint prepares to sever the line to save the transom sorry trans- transom yeah but the cleats break off keeping the barrels attached to the shark to Brody's relief Quint heads towards shore to draw the shark into shallow, shallower waters but the overtaxed engine fails well that's because he bloody kept revving it
0: yeah just you know ease it off man you would have made it
2: yeah relax mate yeah as the boat slowly sinks, the trio attempt a riskier approach. Uh, Hooper suits up and enters the shark. Sorry, enters the water into shark-proof cage, intending to lethally inject the shark with strychnine via a hypodermic spear. The shark attacks the cage, causing Hooper to drop the spear. Very he's poor. Just, he's just is dropsy. Like you know, he oh. doesn't like being shocked. That guy. Why you know you we saw it earlier. The, why would you have the spear? It's a question maybe for later. But why would you have the spear outside the cage? Look, well, like, it's, it's going to it, come towards you. Why stage, is it so jabber. long? <laughs> Yeah, like, Cut it down You could have just been Safely in the cage And
0: gone stab When it kind of rammed you It would have been done and dusted No you've got to have A long lengthy spear That you can't wheel And I'll hang inside. my arm outside, outside So I've got minimal movement Genius um, And But we saw it earlier Like you know And we'll talk it Like well that's actually Kind of clever Like we see him When he's in the water Expecting the hull um, And he sees the face And he drops his torch and the, and the tooth Like you know It kind mm. of sets up This idea that he's not Good He's a with, bit skittish Yeah Yeah
2: uh, while the shark thrashes on the, in the cage, cage's tangled remains, Hooper barely escapes to the seabed. The shark breaks free and leaps onto the boat, subsequently devouring Quint. Trapped on which, – which is a pretty brutal – I remember watching this when I was a kid. I was probably the same as Jada. <laughs> probably a 4 years It is a brutal death and yep. it goes a little bit longer than you expect. Oh, it does. And a couple of like the, the blood. The blood comes on. out of your mouth. It's like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> even now, even now when I watch it, I was like, oh, shit. Hmm. Um trapped on the sinking vessel Brody shoves a pressurized scuba tank into the shark's mouth and climbing onto the crow's nest shoots the tank with a rifle the revolt the revolting the resulting explosion kills the shark Allegedly. Hooper,
0: <laughs> Hooper <laughs> resurfaces
2: and he and Brody paddle back to Amity Island clinging to the remaining barrels end movie Finn one would say Finn eh? yes It yeah. works very works now yeah all right. That was Jaws. Mm. It actually All goes right.
0: much longer than our synopsis. So Yes. Yes.
2: But <laughs> it's still about that two hour runtime. It's not too bad. Two oh two, I think it was. Two oh five. It felt longer? Two oh five. All right. Cast and characters. So we mentioned there's five there's main five five main characters in this. We might as well go through them I mean really uh, there's three like four main characters. Yeah true i mean we i've thrown the wife in just to have you know just some sort of diversity because there's not yeah. a lot of diversity well, it, in this. this movie would not pass the Bechdel test no <laughs> no i think there's only there's only about one single woman that you actually see throughout the movie um, uh, and she gets and she gets eaten in the opening scene
0: so. no 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 there's um there's the hotel owner who has some stuff but you don't you don't really kind of get a lot there's of the the sheriff
1: dialogue. the one answering the phone and the sheriff yeah, oh, Chief, sorry, the chief's office. I
2: don't think she doesn't. She's about 70. I think I'm sure she's got some. Maybe not. No, no. Mm. Who knows? No, but um, yeah, there
1: was a
0: scene with the like you know, with the um the town councillor kind of addressing the people, and there's the the woman who's kind of asking. She does a fair bit. I thought, like, you know. Anyway, let's get on
2: to the main characters. All right. Roy Scheider, who plays Chief Brody. Thoughts? Mm. Um, I think he's like, you know, you're good every
0: man like you know they kind of played his um you know there was obviously the underlying fear of of like you know open bodies of water there and you know he hints there's a there's a hidden past that we'd never actually kind of get out of it but that's okay like you don't necessarily need to know all of it you just and you've got it throughout the film but clearly there was some
2: sort of incident in his past where he really hates the water i think wasn't it it his wife was saying that he's got this clinical he He's got a fear of water. Like it's a clinical thing. What's the clinical term? And He goes drowning. <laughs> That's it. Yep. So, um, and I love his line that it's not it only. It's only an island if you if you don't know, if you look at it's it from the ocean. Island. Yeah. 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 From the perspective of the ocean. Um.
0: Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it was a good sort of everyman. Yep.
1: How about you, Glenn. Yeah, I'm also a good everyman. Um, you no, are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he was. Um, yeah, he did his job really well. Um, played the role really well. Um, he pulls off the Spielberg face because he's very, um, mm-hmm. like, he's the chief. Like, he should have some sort of. He, should, he didn't seem strong. Like, he actually was a character that he was that sort of weak um, chief where he you know was like I don't want to shut you know I don't want to keep the beach open and he's being told you should and. He really didn't sort of stick up for himself. Um, mm. He had a bit of that character, um, which he did well. Um, I yeah.
2: Thought. I, w- I wonder if that's because he's he's only new. So, like, they, I think they say to him, you haven't done a summer here.
1: So, mm. you know, yeah.
2: I guess it's that learning that, you know, for these people, like, summer is everything.
1: Yeah, but it's like, also it. people are dying, like... People's lives man <laughs> oh, that is I actually a question I have later but we'll get to that All right. um, yeah let's talk about who I thought was the best actor in this
2: yeah just on quickly on Roy I thought he was I thought he played well in the fact that he was even though he's the headline he's effectively the headline character of this movie and the main character that we see from start to finish he almost played he he almost played number two behind Sh- um, Robert Shaw. And Richard Dreyfuss through much of the movie, like when they, you know, I think Quint was probably the highlight, and I thought Richard Dreyfuss was really strong. But and Scheider just seemed happy to just to sit behind them and almost be a supporting person in the movie. Yet he was the main character. It's mm. quite weird.
0: Brody Brody is the character that the audience can relate to, like you know, because he's not the expert and he like you know, in either of those fields. They're the one that like you know he's the the one that can ask the questions for the audience. And that's that sort of role, that every man sort of thing is like, you know, he is that that gateway sort of person and allows us to kind of try. Like we we empathize with him more because he's the one going through all those situations. So Yeah. And he does that well. And I guess
2: it's, you know, people do. They have a fear of water. They're not Mm. used to going out on fishing boats. I feel like I
1: related more to um, the Richard Dreyfuss character just because he was more, he didn't have that responsibility and that, Mm. that, Authority. He sort of was more laid back, and he was just sort of there to fix the an issue. And he was like, he had his moments of comedy, kind of, and he had his—he was very easygoing, and and just yeah, I thought he—he he was more relatable for me.
2: Yeah, he was more there for the love of it, wasn't he? Like, well, he's, he's a scientist, just... isn't he? Like he's yeah. the—he's the
0: expert. He's the one who's kind of, you know, partially wants to tag the like, you know, the
2: the creature. Um, yeah. Well, I think I did. I was listening to um, another podcast and they were talking about how this was described. Dang, <gasps> oh, <geez> he <laughs> yeah, got. Yeah, Got to steal ideas every now and then, Michael. Yeah. Uh, no, and they talk about the, that the three main characters of, of, you know, Brody, Hooper, and Quint, it's the three ways that you can tackle any problem. You can look at it from a scientific point of view. You can look at it from a spiritual point of view, which is Quint, which I don't quite understand if Quint's spiritual, but mm-hmm. I guess he's got a love of the sea. Um, and then you've got the everyman. And in this case, the everyman works. So yeah, yeah blowing shit up with
0: um, a gun, hmm. a gun and an oxygen tank.
2: Yeah, everyman. What did you th- What did you think of uh, Richard Dreyfuss' performance, Glenn? Being that you, I thought he yourself, in him the most.
1: Yeah, he was a highlight of the movie for me. Like out, out of all the actors, I thought he was just really fun to watch. Um, hmm. He sort of, I feel like he stole the scenes he was in. Kind of. Um, he was. Yeah. He just. It's just because I knew he was in it, and I saw him, and I just because uh, I've never watched a lot of these older movies, and I was like, I I imagine him as older, much older. It's it's hard it,
2: seeing him so young, isn't it? it, is, <laughs> and, isn't it? and I, <laughs> like I was
1: like, like, oh wow, he's actually really good, and I feel like he was had funny as well, and I think, um, and I was looking up his other movies, and he was in Stakeout, which I remember watching when I was a kid. And was, I was With like, Emilio Estevez. I think so. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know. Um. Anyway, he's. He, he, you could just tell he was good at comedies, and I just, yeah, it just sort of threw me a bit, and I was like, really, just really engrossed in his performance and really yeah, enjoyed. I, it.
0: I really enjoyed his performance too. Like, um, it was, I too related to that character more. Like, you know, I guess, like, you know, because it's the the science. almost science-y. In a lot of ways, he wasn't though, because it was kind of, it was like, yeah, let's kill this thing. It was never kind of, oh, we need to study it, we need to kind of gather more information. It's like, no, nah, I'm cool, I'm, I'm on board with the murder of this shark. So, um, <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: certainly it was you an just, interesting take. I mean, it's funny you'd say if were, you were to make this shark, you know, shark movie now, um, you know, it'd be different. But no, they still make
2: these big, massive shark movies. Mm. <laughs> it's like, let's kill it, let's kill it with we'll fire. I thought he was a really good foil for Quint too. Like we mainly get, you know, Hooper sort of comes in. I guess yeah, he's mm. sort of the voice of reason on the on both um, on shore and off and obviously on the boat as well. And Quint's a little bit obviously crazy and reckless and this sort of stuff. Oh, well, he's a
0: man. brined sailor, isn't he? He's like, you know. Yeah.
2: It's salt water, it's water funny. in the veins. Again, Michael's still, still in your trivia. Um, Richard <laughs> Dreyfus, it's funny how you talk about how, yeah, he was so good in this. He only took this job as he... He'd actually knocked it back, and then he went to see himself in a, rele- a recent release of one of his movies, and <laughs> he thought he was so bad in that that he'd never get another job, so he jumped at this <laughs> to get into it. <laughs> so it's funny, but I, I thought I agree. I thought um, Richard Dreyfus was excellent. Uh, Robert Shaw, who played Quint.
0: I struggled to kind of understand what he was saying sometimes. Um, yeah, he was kind of... It's like, what is he rambling about? It <laughs> um, turns out, you know, to, to go trivia early, he's a, he's a bit of a drunk.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, yes. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, frequent source of tension. And basically that's kind of part of the reason why there is that sort of playoff between um, Dreyfus and and Shaw, like, you know, their characters. <laughs> um, is because they didn't get along and that's partially because, um, yeah, Shaw was drunk all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. think there was
2: a quote from someone that once said, <laughs> it might have been Dreyfus that said it. He was a really nice bloke until he started drinking. Yeah, so yeah, perfect general. Basically drank all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Glenn, what do you think of uh, Robert Shaw?
1: Um, he had his moments but um, wasn't the highlight for me. Yeah, the character was a bit crazy and a bit over the top mm. at times um, but I guess, you know, you need that for movies to make him interesting. But... Some, sometimes I didn't really see a reason for, like, smashing up the radio and being crazy like that. Um, do you know yeah. what
0: it reminded me straight away with um, smashing up the radio? The Blair Witch what? Project, which is a film I really despise, because um, it's essentially <laughs> the same as throwing away the map. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's do this thing. It's like, that That doesn't actually make any sense. And because like, there's a lot of parts of the, the actual story that go well, the fact that Quint then goes, "No, I'm gonna beat up the radio," it's like, "What do you want?" It, now? Does, it,
2: <laughs> it does come out of nowhere, but I guess that's that sort of he—he he wants to take on this shark. This shark is now his. Mm. I guess, and, and a lot of this, I think, is um, yeah. I, I just think this is his white whale. This is what he now wants to take. It's yeah. become personal. Yeah, it's, he wants. Yeah, his big little intro, in,
1: his introduction, where he does that big line about, "Oh, you know, I can." find it for 3,000, but I'll kill it for well, this much and I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do this really gravelly old captain, sea captain sort of voice, you know. And it was just a bit much. <laughs> mm, yeah, um,
2: but I actually really like he's – I like Quint. I think he's, he's <laughs> a really good character within this because I think that's the way I see this old grizzled sea – what a, an old grizzled sea captain would be like. Yeah, he's hard. Yeah, he's tough as old boots. He's opinionated. He's stubborn and probably a little bit crazy. So mm. um and I liked the way that he could go from seemingly really crazy but then dead serious and, you know, switched on. And then he'd become, once he realised cocked up, he was actually open to other ideas. So. It's probably because he was sober in some parts and drunk in the others. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely had his moments um, mm. in one of my favourite scenes as well. But, um, yeah, it, it just, yeah, it was all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, go to Lorraine Gray and we'll leave, we'll leave the mayor for last. So Lorraine Gray played Mrs Brody.
1: Yeah, it's
0: i mean it's token isn't it like it's kind of we need like someone to worry about the chief yeah so you know and I guess the the family, it's probably stems from the book but there's a family dynamic there um that plays into it like you know he, um he's got kids he must have a wife they've moved to that space um uh yeah
2: well the books so you know the book's very Michael's in the pond yeah, hmm. I, I love. That. I actually caught it. That's one of my favourite scenes. Um, the book's very different. So in the book, she actually has. Yeah. A, yeah, I've read the book. In the book, she actually has an affair with Hooper. <gasps> no. Yeah, but Steven Spielberg said, wow. "Yeah, God, we're not. We're not having that in Scandalous." Yeah. So there's a few. There's a few plot hmm. points from the book, and the way that the book, the way the movie finishes, is different to the book. But hmm. there's another plot point. Do they don't blow up the shark? No, no. I can't remember. I think they just drown it from memory. I haven't read it. For drown a the Did shark. You, uh, yeah. Well, that's why. You drown a shark? Well, that's what Quint said. We'll bring it to the shallower waters, and we'll we'll basically drown it. So I guess if you can stop it, because don't sharks have to swim forward so they get water over their gills so they can breathe? So if you can stop it,
0: it's funny you say that because this shark backs up a lot. Yes <laughs>
2: well,
0: right. I'm backing uh, out of this robot, robot sharks can do that
2: <laughs> Well it's mechanical Glenn did you have any Beep. thoughts on <laughs> Mrs Brody Three tonne shark backing up
1: um, not really. Just like what kind of mother lets her kids swim after you know? Yeah, sure, you can't close the beach for all these reasons, but you still know that it's dangerous. Yeah, mum's uh, in, the 70s. in the seventies. Your husband's mums telling in the seventies and eighties and
2: nineties. Well, I do love it when she <laughs> mouths to him, like on the fourth of July. She goes, "I've got, I've got Sean," which I think Sean was the youngest one. I've got Sean, yeah. and then the next scene, you've got Michael, who's all the way over, who's taken his boat all the way over to the pond, and Sean's running Michael behind him. For me. Going, I thought you Michael were supposed to be looking after this kid. Like he looks about <laughs> four <laughs> years old, five years old. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and aren't you
0: glad that he's actually not in the boat when yeah um like you know
2: when he you know the capsizes
0: which I don't understand how it capsized well because the, like, there's no the shark
2: color. no I don't know how I don't know unless I don't know how theirs did unless the shark that's probably a question for later if we want but if the the shark has hit the first one and then sort of clipped the second one which has knocked it over because they maybe or maybe yeah. they've all moved over to the one side which is,
0: I don't it. know Scott Because then Like in the same pass the, the, the shark passes the boat Yeah And then turns out Goes out So And avoids Michael Who's in shark Goes in hospital Yeah um, Yeah Though it does look like In one shot They'll look closer But Yeah Yeah I don't know they went. Yeah I'm not sure
2: But I just mm. assume They've all gone over To the one side of the boat or And it's being clipped By the shark But I don't know Hmm Yeah uh, Murray Hamilton, who played Mayor Vaughan. He's got to be one of the more fun characters we've had. <laughs> morally, morally, a little bit morally bankrupt. but Has a good mm. jacket. Great jacket. Good Great fashion jacket. sense. Glenn, what were your thoughts on the mayor, other than a good jacket?
1: Uh, very one-dimensional, I guess, sort of character, isn't it? Like um, just obsessed with, oh, we need the beach open, we need tourism, etc. cetera. You know, it's like people are dying and he is deliberately ignoring that. And mm. I guess, I mean, the actor was fine, I suppose, but it was not overly well-written character, I don't think. Like, it wasn't very much to it. Um, yeah, I thought what he bought, though, like, you didn't like him.
0: Like, you know, so no. when you kind of tie into the the difference between an actor and the character, like, he's done a good job to make sure you don't like him. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, it's not that media role. <laughs> Um, mm. Interestingly, so, you know, he did get re-elected as mayor um, for your peers and Jaws too. He does. That's yeah. the same guy. Well, why well, wouldn't you? Oh, the he's, same town.
2: He's pro-business. Yeah. So yeah, he's, <laughs> pro-business. He's trying to keep them. <laughs> what about the shark thing? He's trying to keep them open. Oh, I do what I can. It, it's funny, again, going back to the book, the, one of the plot points is the reason why he wants to keep them all open, the beaches open, is that there's a mafia subplot. So the mafia, he owes the mafia money and he needs to get the money going through the town or so. It, Yeah, there's a bit of a mafia subplot, which they've also taken out
0: in this. Right. Hmm. A mafia subplot for the little town of Amity.
1: The people, when they were on that boat, on the little ferry with the car, and they're, like, all standing around the... Chief and they're all with their arms crossed and they're all like looking like gangsters kinda. Of. I was like, looked a very mafia scene. So <laughs> <laughs> those guys that he yeah. was with it was like for threatening, almost threatening. With I was, with like
0: the small mafia. I don't know how to do that
2: very well, but <laughs> don't, yeah, don't try, Michael. That was don't try. Yeah, watch the movie first, you reckon. Yeah. Uh favorite scene. mmm Glenn, do you want to go first? Although, as you're taking a
1: drink? Uh probably probably when all the kids are in the in the water. And the shark's coming. Um, and I was just like, because I haven't seen it. And so it was, you know, first time watching. I was like, oh, it would be amazing if all these kids got just like, <laughs> sl- like just, just carnage.
0: What? The, the little kid, Alice
1: Kinder, wasn't enough? All, 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 all these kids getting mauled. Like, <laughs> well, he hadn't been killed yet. Like, he had yeah, only and- one. You no, know, that this is the this is the event oh, right on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Where they're all there, all the kids are in the water, and I was like, oh, imagine that! That was, that one was would be too unexpected. Many, what did you think? <laughs> and I was worried. That what did you think when you could Yeah, water. I was going to say. What did you think when you couldn't and find the like, dog? I was like, oh, I hope that dog's going to be okay. And and, mm. and she was calling it, wasn't she? And yeah. I was like, oh, but you don't know though; it could be fine. Yeah. Um, Any others, Glen? Uh, probably that one um, is the main one, and I guess anything with the shark um yeah i guess the cage was all right and the the big death at the end on of um hooper yeah new clint
0: quint oh quint Quint oh quint sorry oh Hooper. yeah Yeah, yeah, quint quint sorry Hooper
1: lives yes yes sorry Hmm. that's
0: what i meant michael um yeah i enjoyed the cage scene. um i guess because you're getting the best look at the shark and it's really getting in there there's a real kind of like you know strong tension with those moments um the... Do you want me to do you, want
2: me to, ruin, do you want me to go on just some trivia again, Michael? Sure. Just to ruin some more. So yeah, you know yeah, you have right. you have the shot from up and you see Hooper in the cage and the sharks on top of it. Mm-hmm. So to make the well, first of all, to make um, to make the shark look bigger, you know, it actually had they actually shot a, a real life shark. They had uh, they I think they're Australian who shot these shots, and they actually had a little person in the cage to make the shark look oh, bigger. And the nice. actual shot where the shark's stuck on top of the cage is, is actual real life. It's actual proper filming, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it, um, I mean, it, look, that did look good too. Like, I actually enjoyed that part because, like, it looked more alive. Mm. And I did think, like, you know, yeah, there might have – because it looked – um more realistic i thought you know oh yeah they might have actually kind of done some like you know yeah some modeling like you know scale model sort of stuff um because obviously choice of choices for effects there are always practical yeah um you might have had some blue screen stuff going on but you know hard to blue screen under the under the sea mm. so yeah no i thought that, that bit was good um the i enjoyed some of the uh the first round of like you know let's get it with a, like, you know, a barrel, um,
1: and yeah, except, you know, so many times as the sharks, like, drifting past and they're, like, not doing anything, and I'm like, why are you shooting it or doing something, you're just letting it swim around, yeah, anyway, that's a question I have later,
0: (laughs) yeah, and of course, like, you know, the, the climax with the, um, when the boat starts to sink, like, you know, that's kind of, I enjoyed that bit too,
2: yeah, hmm. Um, for me, I had, oh, and, oh. and the old men on the pier. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> the men on the pier. Though, yeah, kind of funny. I did like the man. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Hmm. Um, <laughs> for me, I love the opening that first death scene because it, it takes you straight into it, and the, you know, you never see the shark, but it's just all you. It's just dark. You've got this poor girl that's just been pulled from side to side, and I which I don't think oh, that was really done. That was done really effectively. Yeah, which I don't actually think is how sharks attack, mind you, but it's just the way it. Like, I guess. For us now, watching this, this is a this movie's you know nearly fifty years old. But imagine watching this in nineteen seventy five. Like this would have been groundbreaking. But mm. That would have been oh, just yeah. absolutely like, terrifying. Uh, the
0: fear of sharks would increase. Mm. People would go hunt them more. There'd be a decline in sharks overall around America. Mm. Um, yeah,
1: I can at see first, that. <laughs> um, when that girl. In was swimming at the start, at first I thought, "Oh, the boy, the the guys coming, and she's just gone under the water. He's giving her a fright." But then she starts going psh, 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 side to side, being dragged. I was like, oh, "Okay, maybe." It's not <laughs> yeah, the guy. dude is definitely still passing. Yeah, no, he's it, not I'm sure. going anywhere, and she's, yeah.
2: he's been eaten to bits. Um, and it's a
1: classic setup, like you know that
0: sort of like you see those scenes in like, in Piranha and Piranha 3D, like you know, and there was like, um, because there's, you know, I've actually I'm a bit of a i 've watched a few of the Piranha films yeah um they're, they're not great cinema but no. for some reason like you know <laughs> it's, like it's my fun um kind of horror creature one um but yeah often there's that sort of like you know like opening scene of you know here's how the piranhas gonna get you yeah. and it, like it has a similar kind of thing going on yeah um and there's some ridiculous stuff in there um yeah I, watch piranha yeah
2: I think I think the thing that this does well is that you never see it so we never mm-hmm. actually see what's doing it. We don't. We can't determine the size of it. We we don't know. It's just this blackness and this kid, this girl, has being pulled from side to side and yeah, you know, quite quite dramatically. Um, so I think that's really well done. Um, I love it when Michael's telling Brody to get out of the boat, and his wife's going, "No, don't be silly. It's fine. It's his birthday tomorrow. He's just sitting at it. He'll be fine." And then she looks down at a book, and the sharks are taking a boat, and she starts yelling at him, "Get out of the get out of the boat! Get out of the boat!" <laughs> uh, it's probably one of the, her only really, you know, probably prominent scenes. Um, hmm. I love the scene where after he gets slapped, and they're sitting at the dinner table, and the kid—it's just a really nice, quiet scene—and the kid starts copying Brody at the table. I just think it's a nice touching mm. moment between you know a father and a son. Um, of course, then Hooper comes in and he gives him a bottle of wine and he basically pours half of it out into a pint glass and goes, we'll just have more, <laughs> one more drink and gives him just a little piece and goes, we'll just have one more drink and we'll go. And he's absolutely <laughs> having um, And I think probably the best scene of the movie is the Indianapolis scene um, where I think Quint's dialogue about what happens there, I think it's just brilliant and mm. if, it, whenever, if it's – that's nearly nearly coming up on TV because it, it's been on TV quite a few times. I'll always stop and watch. I just think he's awesome in that scene. Um, it's a
0: funny, funny tri- well, interesting trivia about that particular scene. Um, Robert Shaw being, you know, the man who is a fan of alcoholism, yes. he thought, you know, if we're getting drunk, I probably should just perform this scene drunk. Mm. Um, and not a take could be used. Like, it was all rubbish. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Shaw called, you know, Spielberg the next, like, you know, like the same night, and said, "Can you have another try?" And the next day of shooting,
2: electrifying performance, mm. done in one take. But I think not only is it that, but I love the comparison of the scars to start. Like, it's yeah, a really nice cool. bonding scene between these three people. They're all having a bit of a laugh, or especially Hooper and mm. Quinn, who have been at each other. It's just a nice bonding sequence, I thought. And then you get that speech. I think it's awesome. Um, mm. Notable aspects. Oh, there's so many cool things about this film. I'll leave you to. I might leave you to last, almost Michael. Okay, love this. Gwen,
1: you've already stolen what I wanted to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. The scene where they're comparing scars, um, I thought was a great example of acting and directing. Um, It was very light and fun, and then, and then the story of the removed tattoo. Mm. Um, it sort of turns the whole scene and I just thought it was great acting and great directing and just really impressive and um, a great example of, yeah, I think it, it was sort of thing that I think, you know, people should watch if they want to be an actor or a director or whatever. I think it's just a really good example of, yeah. Yeah, it's just just, I was really impressed by that scene and I didn't put it as favourite because it just wasn't the action and the blood and <laughs> everything that you want to see in these movies. But it was just great and it really impressed me. Um, just to, and my just other to, sorry, just on that quickly.
2: It's, it fascinates yeah. me that Steven Spielberg was 28 or 29 when he did this. So, like, you talk about how good a director he was. Like this, I think he'd only done maybe one or two movies before this, but at 28 to take on this sort of project phenomenal. Mm. But anyway, sorry, Glenn.
1: And um, – the other thing I really liked, which I was surprised and I was like, wow, there's a bonus point right there, is um, when he was underwater and he finds the tooth and um, the, the body floats out and I jumped yep. and I haven't jumped in a movie for years. Like I, all your modern horror movies and all your jump scares these days, I just you see them coming, you don't jump. Even, <laughs> you, you know, it's much more really cleverly done these days. It's really um manipulating the audience and all that. But this I just didn't see it coming. I just did not expect to have a jump scare like that. And I literally jumped and I was like, wow. <laughs> I haven't that hasn't happened to me in a long time, so I was really impressed. Um You know I wanted to jump too I think. I just noticed it because I not I don't jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: Well again Michael just stealing it just jumping on your trivia a little bit. You might realise that I've watched this movie a couple of times. Um Yeah, you're a fan. <laughs> So, Steven's, but that wasn't actually in the original cut. Actually, he Steven Spielberg said, "No, I want one more scare." So they put that in, and then (laughs) I think when they had the late, when the latest and when the shark came, and that was going to be the big scare, uh, that actually didn't work because people weren't scared because they were then on it. They were then ready for something to happen. And he goes, Mm. it, "It taught him a lesson that you don't need to always go for that one extra scare. Just stick to one or two, and that's it." So, which I thought was interesting. Yep. Hmm.
0: Um, you go, Michael. All right. Um, there are so many interesting films about like things about this film. Um, one of them is probably it's uh it's almost iconic dolly zoom. Um, and you see that when like you know Alex Kittner is kind of taken by a shark and like you know he's been ramping up for that moment. I was kind of waiting for it. Um. And it's when, like you know, finally the the shark does attack, and there's this kind of like, yeah, this dolly zoom in that kind of changes the, you know, the perspective of the background versus foreground. Yeah. Um, and segueing into that, that it's actually, um, this film has a prominent use of that blocking, like where it does block foreground against background, and it's really, it's you know, when you know about it, it's kind of go, like, oh, you notice it a bit more. And I, I think I'd watched something a while back about um some still spielberg stuff or might have been actually jaws in particular um and like i said yeah it, it does this and you go yeah it really does do that but so that's where like you know you have this long shot but you've also got like you know, so people are in the background but then you've got something something in the foreground which changes the context of the shot and there was a number of times where it even had um someone in the foreground and then like you know stuff going on in the on the background um yeah so that was you know there's extensive use of that sort of composition and framing and and use of the two levels of shot um did you guys notice how quiet the film was
2: what well, outside of the they're, score
0: well they're, they're like the score there's not much it's usually you know you're certainly reserved for like the the shark for um, for jaws um or Bruce mm. as he's actually known that's right um but the in terms of like you know the rest of the film, and unlike many other spirit films where they like has a lot of music going on to tell you how to feel, um, there's actually a lot of kind of space for just the acting. Like you know that's why it, it's an interesting how it paces. But it, yeah, it lacks score in a lot of parts, and it's very naturalistic in that regard. Um, and you only you know for the first two thirds of the film, the only time you hear a score um, is under you know shark footage mm. when the you know when the shark may or may not attack.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and I thought that was kind of really interesting, and uh, I guess it stood out. So yeah, was, and the only music you did hear, particularly that first third, was diegetic music, where like you know it was in the in the actual yeah, the film. So it's it it's just a radio music. in the background. Yeah. yeah, um, so yeah, that was really cool. Uh, there was another thing. Oh, the 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 actual oxygen tank. They Chekhov gun the hell out of that thing. They did. I I actually really um, noticed it this time. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah like it, you know it obviously we see it when it's being loaded on um uh hooper makes a song and dance when you know the uh Brody kind of un- accidentally unties something and it rolls down it's like oh my god it's good to explode and you know uses particular language <laughs> that kind of you know foreshadows its use later on yeah um and then we see it when he's kind of you know being loaded up to go underneath and then there's like you know it's like, here is the tank. Yeah. The tank a, is here. Look, there's a second one that's
2: still on the boat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and and I think it makes another reference to it before he then kind of shoves it under the mouth, like, you know, um, the shark. So it really kind of reminds the audience, the tank, the tank, yeah. the tank. It, and unless you know, like, you know, if you've seen the film, you know the tank is, you know, really important. But I guess, like, you know, if you, if you haven't, I don't know how you felt, Glenn, but certainly the tank, you know, Motif in that say you know that part of this like the movie, um, it wasn't overpowering, but it not but important reminder mm. I guess.
1: I yeah I I saw it coming like I was, they saw the tank they kept cutting away to the tank almost mm. falling and knocking it knocking it over when the boat rocked and I was like oh, obviously they're gonna block the shot with the tank. No <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Why
0: well, wasn't a shock? Eh? Um yeah so you know there was a number of things that had done well with that sort of like um those you know four things which are interesting and counter in part, some ways. Spielberg has some real trademarks, like, of what he does. Um, and, it, like, this film kind of has some of them, like the Spielberg face, where there's, like, a reaction shot, yeah. um, which is that zoom, like, that dolly zoom was a particular one that. Doesn't have the sweeping score. It's got Joel Williams, but it's not sweeping. Um, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. yeah, Very much that sort of, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I guess, like, he apparently has an emphasis on childhood, but he certainly has children in it, but it's not that sort of emphasis on that uh, no fractured family daddy issues no um, middle class values yeah mm. the struggle to survive um, and some long takes and there's a couple other too but um, yeah like you know I guess that that big list has developed over his time as, a, as an auteur but you know Jaws was his second feature length yeah. I think yes. um, so you get some of those um, but certainly I imagine it would have informed much of his filmmaking later
2: yep yeah. Anything else? Scotty? Oh, mate, <laughs> no, I've, Yeah, then. I've got a few. Um, like you mentioned, yep. the score. I, I just think it's brilliant. Um, and, uh, you know, that Dernan, mm. and like it's just brilliant. And it's actually transcended the movie. Like, you both, neither of you have seen this movie, but yet you know. I've seen it. Ish. But you yeah. like you I'd knew I'd the score. Like you knew what it was. And yeah. I reckon, even if you said it to kids these days, um, I reckon they'd have an idea. Some way, try it. yeah, some way, somehow they'll know and I think that's the beauty of it. And as you said, you don't sort of get much of a score until the end but those triumphant moments like when they're chasing the shark and the, the score really kicks in, it's this really triumf- triumphant mm. music and we're going, yeah, come on, let's get it and then it then it sinks down with the barrels and it's like, oh, and it's like, oh, <laughs> shit, <laughs> sort of thing. So I, I just thought it was really well done uh, which is probably not yeah you know, tough to say about most John Williams scores.
0: Yeah. Um, um. I guess like to keep on with relevant, relevant sort of trivia for the moment. Um. When John Williams originally played the score for Steven Spielberg, Spielberg laughed and said, "That's funny, John. Uh, really. But what did you really have in mind for the theme of Jaws? <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So he doesn't get everything right, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> um. And look, the, my next point. This is due, again due to luck, but it also shows that the skill and talent of Spielberg. So we don't actually get to see the shark really until there's a couple of small moments throughout. We see it, I think, for the first time in the pond and that actually looks quite good because you only sort of see the side of it. They only mm. they made three sharks. We see the ones at the end which I think aren't that great. Um, but, you know, they're able to create this idea that this shark is there through, you know, underwater cameras uh, which I think were actually quite new at the time. You know, the, we see the barrels, the barrels dictate where the shark are. We see the fishing line go mm. flying out. The music, the score, creates this mo- this this feeling that the shark's around. You know, the, the when the pier, we see the pier get ripped all the way out, and then it starts coming back in. So that's your idea of where the shark is. That gives you, yeah. and yet they don't have to actually show the shark. And the reason why they didn't, they actually wanted to. And the reason why they didn't is because again, it didn't work. So yeah, it wasn't functioning right. Yeah. So in terms of luck this movie is so much better because you don't see it, hmm. I think, in a lot of ways because it just creates that mystery. In your mind, you don't know what we're up against at this stage for much of the yeah. movie.
0: Not that I've seen it, but Alien, I think the first Alien film uses the same premise. Yeah. Like you, you don't see it.
2: It does. Um, well, Alien is really, and even Aliens, is really just Jaws in space effectively. Hmm. Um, Except with you know, sulfuric acid for blood. Well, yeah. Way cooler. It,
1: Predator is also very hard to see, yes, because mm, he's
2: invisible and shit. Yes, um, I like the way we get a really good understanding of the town straight away in this movie. Um, we get a good look around the town. We see, we get the idea of who the main protagonists are within the town, um, and we get a really, a really good explanation of the politics in terms of you know what's going to happen, why they won't shut the beaches. We get that told just fairly early, and it's but it's in a nice, simple way. That's like basically, mm. mate. Listen, you, you, we simply can't. Like this, we are a beach town. We need to have our beaches open. Otherwise, they will go to next down the next one, and we just simply won't make money over this summer. And we need to make money over the summer. So I thought that was really well done, uh, and I thought you've sort of mentioned it, Michael. The camera work in this film is phenomenal. The fact that it's actually shot on the ocean, which created a lot of mm. problems and caused a lot of the the delays. I think this was filmed for like four or five months, like it was ridiculous. It went way... it looks good. It does look very good. It looks phenomenal and I think it actually makes Mm. the movie better than what it would have been if you just had it on a sound studio. Like it legitimately looks like the ocean and that's because it, well, it is.
0: Yeah. And done for $9 I Mm. don't know if that
2: was a lot at the time but, you know. It's 50 years ago probably. It would have been a bit Mm. of a coin. Yeah. All right. Questions, queries, tidbits. Does anyone have anything? Glenn, you said you had a few.
1: Um yeah a few uh some comments some uh, yep. questions first comment was or i don't know what it is but when you at the start and you're saying oh i've got to the scouts are all out in the water um you've got to take me there because i can't call them there like obviously you can't call them there they're out in the water yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Yep, and then, then uh, and I think then that's Brody the says,
0: "Oh, take me, take me to the scouts. Like you know, take this rope over there rather than the thing." And then he gets hijacked by the man. That's kind of what's going on there.
2: Mm. I mean, mm. look, if it was modern day, you would have someone with a mobile phone, so that sort of cancels that out. Yes. but yeah, it's just megaphone,
0: get off um, the water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um the the kid uh, who gets killed by the shark. Alice there's so much blood, so much blood. Mm. But the girl at the start, no blood. Well, we don't no blood in the water at all. Well, We don't know. It's dark. Well, she gets she gets shaken around, and there's literally no blood.
2: There's no kind of gross stuff coming up. that like you know, she's she not no blood. blood. Mm, true. Well, she probably just gets bitten in half and then dragged under. I don't know. That's a good good point. But there's a lot of blood in the water, anyway. <laughs> mm.
1: Um, my my next question: Why would you scratch your nails down a blackboard in a movie? How is that helpful to anyone anywhere ever? <laughs> like, why just, would you do that? Just
0: using the the salt of the earth kind of arm. Uh, Imagine, being in, Imagine when, being
1: in the cinema. Imagine being in the cinema here in that. Yeah. Like, Oh
0: man, everyone would.
1: I'd I mean, leave. do
0: kids. I mean, I needed a sound effect to actually play that in my classroom. Just like, yeah, just do that. It's like, what is that sound? That's a blackboard, kids. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just on a metaphor. Most people wouldn't quality. even know what that is these days. <laughs> <Not
1: yet. laughs> yeah. Do you have whiteboards these days? Yeah, it's all white. So
0: it it doesn't even, like, that's too much squeak. It's like,
1: it's really soft. It's a bit racist having it white white. It's because anyway. they're, they're easier to do bit of diversity. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um. And my, it's so busy at that beach. Like, why would you let your kids in the water so soon after what happened? Even like, oh, the beach is closed. No, we opened it. Like, okay, they opened it, but it's dangerous. I might just not put let the kids go in the water, especially if your kid is, your dad is the chief. Yeah,
0: I absolutely. Yeah, who lets the kids? Let's let's just skip this summer. Kids go
1: swim in the pool or something. Parenting was different. It must have been.
0: That's just true. Um but even at least even wait there, a day. It's Larry. <laughs> See know. if anyone else
1: gets killed. Me or Larry.
0: Um I mm. oh, should miss Larry. I don't know if it is. Um, <laughs> he's the he's the one that says you know, I don't know who it is, but Bob. We'll call him Bob. Why aren't you swimming? It's like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of put on sunscreen. It's like get out in the water. And it's like what it, just say no. It's like I don't want to get in the water, Larry, because there's a shark and I do not want to be bait. You why don't you get in the water? Like if you really were so, you know, cared a lot. You go in the water.
2: Yeah, the old man wasn't going anywhere near the water,
1: was he?
0: Yeah, no. So um, just
1: got a couple more. Yeah. Um, who plays solitaire on a boat with their like the cards? He's got them, and they're so neat. Like he's got his cards, his solitaire on the boat, and like surely the cards would blow away, or the boat's rocking and no, be cabin, all over man. the place. He's underneath. No, he was out. Like, he's underneath.
2: He's yeah. sitting down. He's underneath. So the wind, in theory, would go over the top. But I did notice. Yep. I did look at that myself. Cleaning, oh, that'd be a tough. Oh, I wonder. I wonder it's if they actually just
0: called um, Richard Dreyfus on a in a different moment. Like he was just, he you know, wasn't required for the shot, so he's sitting down playing solitaire. And then they going all right, no, no, we'll just keep that in there. You know, all right, let's go back to it, mm-hmm. Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and the shark just slowly drifting past the boat. Like you think they'd be prepared? They'd harp- have the harpoon ready, or they'd shoot it or I just was like, Oh, they're just letting that drift past. They're not even, you know, concerned. Like I would have been prepared, surely. Like mm. I was like, shoot it, do something. But yeah, anyway. Um and the other one, why would they break the why would he break the radio so he can't communicate communicate with the Coast Guard? I thought that was really stupid. And mm. um, and that's that's all my stupid questions. Yeah. He mm. I think
2: the radio one is and it says it in the synopsis that he goes crazy. He wants to take out this shark by himself. And you, it
0: was a really good analogy with it. Not that I've seen maybe Dick or read the book, but you know, there's all you know that sort of Catherine Hab things, mm. like you know. Um, and you know what, he does destroy himself, and I was actually a bit sad, like you know, that no one mentioned, well, the sharks finally got him because he was a survivor from the sharks. Mm. You know, could I swore that was a you know that's the line is coming. Um, you've done really good, good with questions, Glenn. I had one. Oh. Chuck's Every
1: gone. time I cut typing them up, there's like something jump. A shark jumps out of the water. I'm like, oh, what oh, no, <laughs> no mind it. Watch that bit again. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, why does the shark swim backwards?
1: Like, me, beep. beep, beep. <laughs> oh. There's out. another thing I was going to say about when that shark comes out of the water. There's one of those shots you were talking about with the foreground and then in mm-hmm. the background. The shark comes. Um, it reminded me of when I was in uh, Universal Studios back in mm-hmm. the mid '80s, I think it was, and on the studio tour thing train. And I, I, I don't know if I remember this wrong or if this is real, but either way, it's a good story. Um. I remember sitting on the side and the shark jaws come out of the water on the side, like we were, the little train goes through a yep. water thing yep. across it's the It's still sea. there, by and the way. And a shark just come out. And I just, I remember panicking and going, oh my God. And I ran to the other side and there was another shark on the other side. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like for both sides, like you yep. see a shark. And I was like freaking out. <laughs> like freaking sharks everywhere. Um, yeah, <clears throat> That's still there, by anyway, the way. Glenn. I was very, I was very young, very young. <laughs>
2: You know what, you go, Scott, I've had a question but I've lost it because oh. I was listening to Glenn. Here um, you go. No, I just had – how Damn. was Chrissy at the, the girl at the start, ever finding her clothes again after coming out of the ocean? <laughs> like she must have run 50 metres and she's throwing random clothes everywhere. <laughs> how is she ever going to find them again? It's going to be a passionate night of love. Well, maybe. Love in the water. Maybe. You've got to go back it at some matter. stage to find them. No, well, not for her. Yeah. No. Mm. Um, would someone have heard her screams or would the music maybe have –
1: I don't, I don't know, if you think about it, you lie. Oh, the campfire, they had the guitar yeah. the campfire. Yeah, I guess waves are proper... Yeah.
0: Um, well, there are no waves. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure it if was it was would... clear. Yeah, it was pretty calm, you're right. Yeah, um, like, um, it did not seem very, like, yeah, it's beachy, but it seemed more lakey. <laughs> uh, do we actually, do you
2: reckon we know what happened to Fibbit, the dog?
0: Yeah, he was beaten by the shark.
2: Because mm. it, it cuts to his just a stick just a floating stick. in the water. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the dogs because dogs are pretty good with that stuff. Maybe he knew and got the hell out of there. Who knows?
1: Anyway, maybe <coughs> um, I think so. And my yeah, last we got one. the stick,
0: and then Alex Kitten is kind of half-eaten, yeah.
2: sort of.
1: Is the dog in the sequel? Maybe uh, we don't uh,
0: didn't check. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mayor Vaughan good mayor. <laughs> he gets re-elected.
2: Well, he's right. in
0: the he's in the second movie, yeah. so, so he can't um,
2: have done that enough. much. He can't have done that much yeah. wrong. Trying to well, keep the, the, the be- beaches open.
0: He paid for he paid he for got the guy. Quint, yeah. Yeah. To do the thing and then probably saved money because Quint died. Oh, well, that's right.
2: Then they wouldn't have to pay it out. And I don't hey, think Quint's got any all. family, so there you go.
0: Yeah, win well, win win win. Look what <laughs> I did. Yeah, sure I got all these people killed. Do <clears throat> I killed the shark? Mm. Yeah. Michael, have you thought of yours? No. I, uh, that's all
2: right.
0: Really good question too. Thanks well, like this. <laughs>
2: you got to it's do kind of trivia, theory. so um, while you're doing yep. that, see, it might pop back it, into your head when it you, might. you find some trivia. It might, Over to you. Okay. Um,
0: several decades after the film's release, uh, Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kittner, walked into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had Alex Kittner sandwich. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she commented that uh, she had played his mother so many years ago. The owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her, and it was none other than Jeffrey uh, Voorhees, not random, you know the the killer, um, who played her son. They had not seen each other since the original movie shoot.
2: Which is just a random meeting. It's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Um. According to wait, hang on the 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 person the person who owned the store. Yeah. Yeah. Had, played the kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he was selling his sandwiches off himself. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, yeah, was cutting pieces that's, of that's, meat off himself to that feed. That is no, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like it was called an I was getting a sandwich because it's. Actually, it, was the like a, who, it was like a fish. It would have been like a flake yeah. sandwich. Oh, so he called it the Alex like kid a fish the
2: sandwich because he he yeah. was the one that got eaten. And his yeah. mum in the movie walked in.
1: And it was he was the actor. who yeah. played mm. it. I didn't realize that it was actually him. he was. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, according
0: to director Steven Spielberg, the prop arm looked too fake in the scene where Chrissy's remains are discovered. So instead, they buried a female crew member in the sand with only her arm exposed. That was actually kind of well done. Um. According to writer Carl Gottlieb, the line, you're going to need a bigger boat, was not scripted, but was ad-libbed by Roy Schneider. Um, as I mentioned before, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfuss could not stand each other, and two argued all the time, which resulted in, the sum, in some good tension between Hooper and Quint.
2: I think it actually worked better for the movie, because you could, they actually did look like they did not like each other, both mm. in the movie and clearly off screen. So
0: um, originally, Steven Spielberg was not the director of Jaws. Uh, the first director, Dick Richards, Dick Dick, <laughs> was fired after meeting with producers and studio executives. Uh, in the meeting, he said that his opening shot would have the camera come out of the water to show the town, then the whale. What whale? Exactly. Basically, the producer then the producers said, "No, nah, we're not making maybe Dick. Uh, we're gonna, you know, you're out because we need to know the difference between a whale and a shark." Damn.
1: Um. Isn't a whale shark a type of shark? It is, actually. You know? It's very docile. Um, composer John Williams. Also, if the if the camera comes out of the water and then see, you see the town, it's like, oh, can the shark fly? You know, because you kind of point of view almost at the start. They, can,
0: they can in Sharknado. So, mm.
1: yeah.
0: Mm. Um, composer John Williams conducted the orchestra during the 1976 Academy Awards. So when it was announced uh, that he won the Oscar for best score, he had to run up to the podium to accept his Oscar and then run back to continue conducting the orchestra. That's not bad. Um, oh, I thought you
1: were going to say he made the um, he made the orchestra do the Jaws theme as he ran up well, to the he'd, stage. Well, you'd hope so.
0: Um, Spielberg said that when he first read the novel, he found himself rooting for the shark because the human characters were so unlikable. Um, oh, interestingly, uh, mm. the fact that the the boat was called Orca. You know, I like that. Um, during the scene of the Quint, Hooper and Brody uh, um, are loading up Orca. A small gray shack with a red door can be seen to the left of Quint's place. It belonged to an actual resident, who at first was ticked off with the production because most mist from the spray used on Quint's face facade wound up floating onto his boats. When he discovered what was really gone and how his, um, naive how, how naive the crew was about fishing and boating, he offered to assist them in their production. His equipment and expertise become so useful to them that without him, the film might uh, never have been completed. Mm. He even became the role model that Shaw chose to use for his gruff fisherman character. Yeah. And though he was well-paid for his services, Lynn Murphy never received credit on or off screen for the essential part he played in the making of a classic. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Um, Spielberg named the, the Bruce shark, uh, the shark Bruce after his lawyer. Makes um, you wonder if that's where it's from. Uh, Spielberg considered Heston for the role, Char- um, Charlton Heston for the role of Brody. Both Heston and Universal Studios showing show great interest. The main reason Spielberg decided against casting Heston was because of his heroic roles in his current spread of movies, specifically Earthquake, which was nearing the end of filming during casting. With Heston also under consideration for the starring role in Airport. As a heroic pilot who lands a crippled Boeing seven four seven, a specific reason that Heston would have been, if he have been cast, it signifies to the audience that the shark has virtually no chance against this larger-than-life hero. Um, ooh, the scene where the head pops out from the hole. Oh, we've talked about that. <clears throat> um, and let's do two more. Oh, an accident during filming caused the Orca to begin sinking. Spielberg began screaming over a bullhorn for the nearby safety boats to rescue the actors. Uh, John Arcata, already up to his knees in water on the sinking orca, held up his uh, Nagra, uh, tape recorder up over his head and screamed, um, fuck, the, fuck the actors, save the sound department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during the accident, uh, the film camera was submerged, so its film still submerged in see what was assumed to be ruined. But once it was realised that developing um, solution is saline, the film was flown to a New York film lab and technicians didn't lose any of it. The accident described starting at one thirty oh seven in the Making of Draws on the 30th anniversary edition of DVD. Hmm. Um, Spielberg shot roughly 25% of the film from water level to provide the viewers the perspective as if they were treading water.
2: Beautiful. Hmm.
0: There's a shitload of trivia. So, people who yeah. are
2: interested, there is a heap of trivia.
0: <clears throat> Brody's dog in the movie was actually Steven Spielberg's dog, real dog, Elmer. Oh. And the trivia goes on. Who I'm,
1: yeah. I'm leaping with? <laughs>
2: the dog. Well, um, it, it, well it, it was only in the movie briefly, Glenn, so that's about your MO. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interestingly, Steven Spielberg wasn't on set for the final shot. Because he'd heard rumours that because of how badly it had gone, they were going to play a prank on him. So he didn't turn up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He flew back to California.
2: Right. (laughs) There you go. All right. Final thoughts and rating. Obviously, we do rate out of 10. 10 being a fantastic movie, 0 being a terrible movie, and 5 being somewhere in between. Michael, go with you first. Excellent. Um. Whilst
0: I, I I struggle with sort of older films sometimes, um, for me, it the pacing of it is actually quite slow. It, it felt like it, it dragged in a lot of spots. Um, technically, I think there's some really cool stuff going on, like you know the the way it's blocked and, and shot, and it does have like it's actually shot, shot quite nicely. Um, and you know you don't uh, you don't have that kind of sense of 70s film grain. Um, which, you know, I think in my head, like, you know, yeah, that's, that's there. It's like, no, it wasn't. Um, certainly you get, there's that aesthetic from the the time, um, especially with the hair and and all the the makeup and, you know, the, the costumes. Um, yeah, but it's a really nice technical stuff. Um, the film is slow going until you really get to the, um, the final third. And even then that kind of felt, you know, quite long. Um, it's a six and a half for me. Six and a half. Six and a
1: half. No problems. Gwen, Michael said all the same things that I thought, but I <laughs> summed it up in a lot less words, which was it was better than I expected. A bit long for me. Mm. Um, that's basically um, my thoughts. But Michael's what he said is exactly what I thought. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> no, this it looked it looked good. Uh, the, the directing and acting and, and the shots and all the stuff mm. was great. Um, and I, and it was better than I expected. I yeah I didn't know what to expect, but um, I thought a seventies movie. I just didn't know what to expect, and it was good. And for me, it's a solid seven point two five. Ooh, seven point two five. Nice. It was seven and a half. Like halfway through, I was like, this is great. But then it sort of just it was a little bit long. Hmm. And then it was a seven. And then I was like, uh, no, seven point two five. Okay, like in Scott's book,
0: that would actually lose a whole point. So mm-hmm. you've done well.
2: <laughs> um, not surprisingly for me this is the 10 I love this movie um, and it's funny because I, 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 the thing that you still look at this movie I think at the end and, and you look at the, that final shark where it's eating Quint and it does look like a big rubber you know mechanical shark and that's probably the one flaw of the movie in my opinion so um, I thought I'd, I'd go on a deep dive. I've watched all these all shark movies I've watched the Meg and uh, Deep Blue Sea, and I've watched I watched oh, three this last. is a I watched three last weekend. Uh, I watched Open Water, which was actually quite good. I watched The Shallows, and I watched Shark Night 3D, which is quite possibly the worst movie I've ever seen, and I'll never ever watch again. And please, <laughs> if you're out there, do not <laughs> ever watch it. Um, so you know, and I've watched yeah a heap of other shark movies, and this movie still holds up better than just about any other shark movie, in my opinion. So. Mm. Yeah, for that reason, I do enjoy these sorts of movies. I think it's a masterpiece in terms of filmmaking. Um, I think it's one of Spielberg's best movies, and for me it's a 10, so, yeah.
1: Well, a 10 is like actually a pretty good score. Um, It's probably even better than John Williams' score. (laughs) 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 That's
0: Oh, Glenn.
2: That's terrible. Dang. That's terrible. (laughs) All right, so with a score of 10, from me, six and a half from Michael, and 7.25. <laughs> yes, Michael, do that up until we announce to the score. Gives us a total score of 23.75, oh, really? which puts wow. it in the equal third spot Ooh. with V for Vendetta. Mm. It is marginally ahead oh. of Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade and Bullet Train on 23 and a half. Um, but not quite as good as Baby Driver on twenty six point five. Obviously, Scream was our best movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this season on twenty eight, and Knock Knock was our worst movie for the season on fourteen. It could go lower, really. What Knock Knock? I don't think it's yeah. possibly. Well, you gave it a zero, so it's going to be I very know. difficult. Yeah, I'd hope you guys reconsider. <laughs> well, we'll discuss that during our season review. Hmm. Um, all right socials Uh, we are on twitter at cinematic leap is our handle we're also on facebook just search cinematic leap
1: what's the other one we're on glenn one that's i set up a a threads account for us i think it's cinematic.leap yeah Um, i I don't know if we're very active on there yet but if if you are on there yeah follow us and we'll follow you back and we'll see how it goes (laughs) (laughs)
2: um Yeah, obviously we're on Audible, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, You can find all of our episodes on our fantastic website, cinematicleap.com. We do ask that you rate and review us um, and share us if you can. Obviously it helps other people find us and hopefully you'll rate us nicely and well. All right, that's it for Season 2. We're done. So 54 episodes we've done so far and, yeah, it's been a, a fun ride. And here's to another 27 in season three. Michael, it's now time for our
0: cinematic loop.
2: All right, so bang, straight into it. Season three. Our I know, it's like going it's going season be... two, it just barely ended. And then it's bang. It was not that long ago that it finished. Um, mm-hmm. So, Glenn, I do <laughs> believe you're picking the Leaper this time. Mm. <clears throat> and Michael, yes. you get to choose the movie. Hazard.
1: So, have you got? Have you got Letterboxd open, Michael? Ready to uh, go? No, um, I've got. I've got IMDb open though. I mean, Ooh. I'll see if I can. Oh, go. it's going to be hard because, oh. uh, where I'm going there's a lot of options. Where I'm going,
0: we don't Ooh. need roads. Is that what you're saying?
1: There's a lot of options. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I narrowed it down to a few people. I like the cinematographer Bill Butler because mm-hmm. he, he did Child's Play and and some other good movies. Ooh, that'd be fun. Um, then there's Michael Chapman, but the only other movie I've heard of that he's he's worked on is The Godfather. Mm. So that's sort of a bit restrictive. Come on, Michael, you know escaped. you want to get it to us, get <laughs> so it out so of the going, way now. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I should pick him. And then there's the set de- set decorator has Terminator Two and Ooh. a few good ones, um, but but also some Star Trek ones, which you never <gasps> know with Michael yes. what might what might happen. Um, Robert. Robert Hoyt did sound for Breakfast Club and Weird Science. Ooh, I'll do Weird Science, are, which are both pretty good movies. And then Joseph Oliveira did uh, is is in um, Whiplash and Dark Knight and a few other good movies. So who are you picking that and, one?
2: You're telling us a lot of people that you're not picking. I'm having one. What, of what these. was the
1: name of the What was the name of the director who who um got who didn't do the film after um, the original Dick Richards. Well, oh, Dick Richards. Okay. Or Dick, Dick. Oh, I'm actually going with Dick. I'm going with Dick. Dick Zyker. <laughs> Dick Zyker. Who the He's the stunts, and I tell you what, he's done a lot of movies, and you keep scrolling yeah. and scrolling, and it's just really good movies Zyker. all the way down. Oh, Michael. Um, he's got pages and pages of good. I don't movies. know once they go. Yeah. Wow. Why wouldn't you? Um, because but if you oh, keep, go- keep, keep going, keep going, because it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. There's sh- so many good movies. Okay. Oh,
2: um,
0: himself. I mean, just to you know, because me going, ooh, ah, it's not going to be entertaining. I mean, like
1: you know, we've got Blues Brothers, um, Rambo, first one, part two. <gasps> he was two. a he was a uh, stunt guy. I assume he did that little somersault at the st- that opening sequence where the drunk guy sort of falls <laughs> down the <laughs> sand. I don't know. Someone's
2: got the rock. a rock stunt! <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you got the rock. Let's go back the to rock. our go back to our spirit animal. Spiritual, yeah. That's uh, in got in sixty seconds. Hard. is also an underrated Nick cage.
1: Oh, There's too many, Glenn. You're getting too much ten, too much ten, Under siege. Terminator Two. Turtle Recall. Yeah. Bad Boys Two. This is forty. It's a good. Point. I think maybe
0: I've gone too far now because I've got like you know Curse of the Black Widow, Puppet Master. No, let's not go that far. You only yeah, have to that's go.
2: Hard. It's the third one across, which is Die Hard. You know you want it, Michael. It's Speed. Oh. Speed Two. Oh, no, we're not doing Speed Two. To fast and curious. Um, we could go
0: to vacation. We could have The Lone Ranger, controversial. Um, Money Train, Money Train. Herbie, to- fully loaded. We can get some Herbie action in there. That's not going to happen. Um, oh, of course, it could gone in 60 seconds. A bit more of our spiritual film mm. animal. Ah, Jeebus. Um, Look, it's a. Uh, I'm actually really. T- I want and Louise. I'd, I think I'd, I'd said it to Scott at some point that I'd really like to do the Blues Brothers. So that's where we're going. Ooh. The Blues Brothers. Really? Hmm. Total Recall. It's right there. It is right there. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm not. Can't, no, Baxi's now. Well, you can
1: well, You, <laughs> no, can. you yes. haven't actually picked it yet. So. Total Recall is where we're going. <laughs> Lock that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really. Uh, Terminator 2, I just suggested. No. Just lock that in. That. No, no, so total Recall
2: to, was really good. We can probably get to that next time, Glenn. All
1: right. I haven't seen the Blues Brothers, but. Right. Oh. Oh, really? Oh, day. To- yeah. What was he saying?
2: Total name? Dick. Dick, Dick Zyker. No, Dick Zyker. <laughs> and we're going to Total Recall. Total Recall. Arnie. First time for Arnie on our. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I would have thought so. Though yeah yeah well wow, that just opens up a, a whole plethora of things
0: Oh, predator
2: <laughs> exciting times all right oh dear. so next time we will, next time you listen to us thank you all first of all thank you all for listening to us for our for season two if hopefully you've listened to all of them and hopefully you've listened to season one hopefully we have got better I think we have um please God have help us have got better um <laughs> Yes, so next time you listen to us, we will be commencing season three and we're starting it off with a 90s classic, Total Recall. Arnie, Sharon Stone, uh, Rachel Descartes.
1: Other people. Rachel Descartes,
2: (laughs) I think she's in it. Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Oh, geez, there's some good movies. Good Mm. people in this. It's a great movie. All right, so next time you listen to us, that's what we'll be reviewing. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to us during season two. Very much appreciated. Uh, and hope you support us again in season three. Thank you. Take Bye. the Chevy to the living, and like that, he's
0: gone. <sighs> in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's
1: it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Cinematic loop.